recording now. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 551 of the Drunkers Ever. God damn it. I did it really good in the time I fucked up. Then I fuck up the time I got it. I finally got working right. God damn it. Anyways, it's the 551st episode of the Drunkers Podcast. I'm your host, always, I'm Tyler. And join me with the man, the myth, the legend himself. Sir, wrong way. Sir, Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? <laughs> man. It's been one crazy week, but I'm certainly fucking glad that I'm having a chance to play Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Let's fucking oh, go, man. man. I know, right? I know. I've been waiting all week, and there was also some various BS or something last night that kept preventing me from playing it on launch day, but at the same time, at the same time, at least I had my chance to play like around an hour or so of it today. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Well, Probably a little bit more of it after we're done recording. All depends on if I'm tired yeah. or not. But uh, no, no, the work week, the work week was kind of pretty busy up until the last today was my last day before the two day weekend and stuff. So we had this dog that actually came into the back of our like donations area like around ten thirty this morning, and what was funny about it is like this dog just literally just popped out of nowhere. You know, I'm just working on stuff. He just gave me a jump scare because I brushed past my leg and stuff. Like, oh, hey, it's a puppy mm -hmm. dog. It's it's like it's a black lab puppy, and she she had like a pink collar around her <laughs> around her neck and stuff like that. She was she was well groomed, like well in shape and everything. So we had to entertain we had to entertain the dog for quite a bit. It was like one of those moments where. I felt like I was kind of at home because I'm generally doing the same thing with my dog that I have with me, like, after work and stuff. And so, basically, it was just a good – it felt like one of those, like, at times where, well, it's already a slow day because there's a parade going on and stuff. So, it's it's really not going to matter if it had been a full crew of people, say, on a regular, regular like, weekday or something. Yeah, that would have been chaotic as yeah. hell. But uh, – no, long story short, there were some funny moments that happened. Like, for one, figuring out that one of my coworkers doesn't know how to take care of a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and the dog subsequently being so happy, so excited about anybody he gets into contact with, and they'll proceedly try to hump the, the coworker. <laughs> where he's like, no, damn, damn. <laughs> oh, my God, it was such a funny-ass scene. Oh, considering that the coworker in question himself, he has a lot of cats at mm. home. So... It really makes lots of lots of sense, but I'm happy to report that we did have one of the local agencies go through and take the dog. They managed to reunite the owner, the owners with the awesome. dog, which I'm happy with. The thing that I've learned though was last night during like this whole irrigation festival in the the town of Swim, Washington. It goes on and stuff. They have this big old fireworks thing, like, like the night before. And sometimes animals just go missing because, well, they get scared yep. off because of the whole like all the fireworks going off. Boss is telling me this happened one year, like a one year, like a couple of years ago, and it did happen this time around. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was pretty much that was pretty much how my week has been. How, how have you been, Tyler? Doing all right, Gables, you know, uh, another week, another week in the books. Um, it was very much a long week, uh, you know, when you just, one of those ones where you're just kind of counting down the days to get to Friday, A, because you want to get the weekend mm -hmm. going, also, um, 
you know, Zelda is here. So he just mm. wanted it to get here. Um, so I was just like, it was kind of like whenever I'm home, just like all week, I'm just like, man, I don't even want to like, feel like I'm just kind of killing time until Zelda gets here. You know, I don't want to start anything. I don't really want to do anything. I just want to kind of, you know, I just want to get the Zelda mm-hmm. here. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much, you know, n- nothing too crazy with me, you know, just playing in a banging as always, you know, tomorrow's mother's day. Uh, so yes, got stuff going. On. You know, figures Nintendo would put out one of the biggest games of all time uh, d- during Mother Day. You know, going into Mother's Day weekend, and also like Friday is our busiest day of the year outside of like Christmas time. So like I yes. don't even get home until uh, like nine thirty at night. Uh, so yeah. and then like by the time I started up, it was like ten thirty, and I was like I played for like an hour, and I'm just like right, I'm I'm just very tired. So. Uh, I basically just kind of got to like the, the opening cutscene, and I got to like the beginning area and then I, uh, I played some more today, but, um, you know what? God damn it. Gables. Let's just get into it. You know, let's just get in. Let's just talk about Zelda. Yeah. Uh, fuck it. You know, this is, uh, you know, it's different. Normally we always say what we've been playing for the end, but it's Zelda. We got to talk about it. Um, yes. One of the cool things though, is like, you can always, there's always, you could bitch about Twitter, social media, online, internet, stuff like that, whatever. Oh, there's a, there's a million things to complain about. But 11 o'clock my time, central time, mm-hmm. Zelda went live for, you know, online. People yeah. plus midnight sales, stuff like that. Just seeing, like I woke up in the morning, I was kind of scrolling through Twitter, seeing what happened overnight. Just kind of delaying the inevitable of having to go to work. <laughs> and it was just cool seeing that like thread of people. And it was like, you know, because like I've always talked about like my Twitter is like I've over years of like, you know, working on it. Like it's pretty much just what I want to be. It's like just pretty much 99 percent wrestling, football, basketball, um, Iowa related stuff like I got Iowa sports people I follow and video games. That's pretty much all I want. Uh, and that's pretty much what it is. But it was so cool to see like this amalgamation of like the like the sports people that I follow, the wrestling people that I follow, the whatever like people that like I follow that aren't even like the gaming people that I follow. Uh, but just all of them just ecstatic, excited initial impressions, fun little videos of like mm-hmm. like just like little clips of like shit they had that happened to in the beginning. Like just all overnight just scrolling through it. It's just that little uh serotonin boost in my mind where I was like, fuck yeah, that's like, it, it, like, it's so cool. Like, these moments, like, I, I was thinking of going, like, even, like, going into this, like, this week, where I'm like, man, like, these moments aren't that often. Like, they only happen every couple of years. Like, one, or, maybe you get one or two a year. Sometimes you skip a yes. year or two. Like, I was thinking, like, you know, last year we had, like, God of War and Elden Ring. And it's like, no, this is different, mm-hmm. you know? Like, those were huge moments for, like, I mean, I know these games are bigger than the internet, you know, like, bigger than, like, we always talk about, like, MPD stuff like that sales but like this felt bigger in the sense of like everybody was talking about it like exactly. everybody knew about it like this you know this is bigger than this is a tier above you know the God of War Ragnaroks the Elden Rings shit like like the call of, like I don't know maybe not Call of Duty but it's up it's one that it's it's just like an event and like, it brought me back to like kind of like those days Dude. when I was younger like in the 2000s when like Halo 3 came out, Call of Duty 4 came out, like the, the when the Wii came out, it, like yes, exactly. Like that's how it felt, like like at least online, you know, and 
and just like kind of like reading the headlines, seeing like just seeing like every video game website just plastered in like Tears of the Kingdom stuff, just seeing everybody going nuts. Like this is like a monumental Friday was like May the 12th, 2023 is like a monumental day in gaming. Just like I think March 3rd, 2017 was when Breath of the Wild and the Switch came out. Like this is that. Yes. Like this is up there. This is like yeah, this like this doesn't like yeah, we have the we have days like Elden we have like the games like Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok I said, but games like this, like these like this is a moment that we're in right now. And it's fucking and it's so cool. It's so much it's so much more cool than Breath of the Wild because I mean obviously the Switch coming out of Breath of the Wild that was awesome, but like now we're, you know, seven we're in year 7 of the, of the Switch. And there's 120 plus million people that have a Switch, so there's way more people playing yep. this thing at launch. And yes, there's anticipation, is. there's a buildup coming off of Breath of the Wild, and it's just it's fucking wild. And like yesterday, like today has been so fucking cool, talking to people about it, reading people talking it, like reading about what's going on with people, like just seeing little funny clips here and there. Like man, like the last like 48 <laughs> hours has just been awesome. Uh, yes, I cannot recollect like the last major a. What feel what has felt like a giant event that's happening in the world of gaming and stuff will simultaneously like everybody is talking about it. Not yeah. just everybody's just talking about it and stuff, but you're right though. This definitely has that feel of when there were console launch there was like maybe game launches, say for the whole three sixty, like PS three generation to where you really are seeing people wait in line for the damn game to release or something like that mm-hmm. in the physical stores. I know for a fact I was watching that Nintendo Direct sort of like that Treehouse, that Treehouse Direct, I should say. Oh, yeah. I was watching that Treehouse Direct as I uh, was watching uh, Miss Click's stream and stuff. And basically it was just like a couple hours of them leading up to the East Coast launch of the game. And, man, let me tell you something. There were so many different type of aspects that they were trying to demonstrate, including they did like – they did eventually like um, – had to cut off like some aspects of it because they didn't want to show too much of it. Like say opening up the chest of what you're going to get in the chests or like, gotcha. Okay. Trying to come up with these crazy, these crazy like type of uh, contraptions and stuff. But uh, no, what was Harris? What was hilarious is watching a launch event. It's just not just them talking about it, just seeing the crowd and stuff like that. There was one moment that just had literally had me laughing and got like a bunch of the chat actually like a, like noticing it too when I went through and commented like uh, there's this one dude that was dressed up in a Dreamcast like uh, <laughs> logo like a hoodie and stuff and you see the people that are represented Nintendo just giving like stuff like to the people in the crowd you know like, hey that's that and they're adequately avoiding the dude in the Dreamcast black hoodie. <laughs> That's awesome. It, it was so funny because it probably wasn't intentional by them, but it made it look like that he was the only one that's being ignored throughout this entire thing. As he like, deserves. Oh my gosh. And there's just all sorts of little posts again, like the freaking chat. Like, oh, Dreamcast. The guy in the Dreamcast, the hoodie got robbed, and this and that. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um... Yeah, man, just looking and seeing, like, a line of, like, about 100 people from, like, Nintendo's online, like, Nintendo's store in New York, stretched all the way across to the streets and stuff like that, and uh, Doug Bowser being present at uh, that whole launch thing and Nintendo stuff. Nintendo New York? Yep. Yeah. And literally, the first thing that, uh, the first dude that he went in there and bought his copy of uh, 
Tears of the Kingdom and stuff. He was dressed in all highly in a, like apparel and stuff like that. He has cosplay stuff. He had a shield. He had a sword. He bought the collector's version, the collector's edition of the freaking Tears of the Kingdom. So that giant nice. green box and stuff like that that, that yeah. they were selling. But as far as that goes and stuff, yeah, just seeing little bits of clips that you've shared with me and stuff, and also just feeling all this positive excitement. Like I've seen so many people post like their first impressions of like the first couple hours of the game and stuff like that online. Like all the people that I'm following on YouTube or something, they're trying to put out the first hour or stuff like that, you know, mm -hmm. and just it's just everybody. It feels like there is so many people that are coming together and just enjoying something in mass. It's something rare that we don't get. It's like Pokemon Go launch was like the last time I felt this. I know. I kid this more like how back in the day when there was like a particular TV show that would like air and everybody would watch yeah, it on the a water cooler day. talk. Or it's like if yeah, exactly. Like any type of movie or TV show were to launch or like in theaters or somewhere everybody had to go forth to watch it because well that was pretty much how things were. It feels the same way, only it's in the digital age and everybody just yeah. is waiting for this one event to happen. That's and it you know what though? It definitely does feel like this is such this is so much hyped more so for this launch of Tears of the Kingdom than it has been in certain gaming releases like in the past five years, I would say. Not like not since the original Breath of the Wild, you know. Not since then. It just everything else has just got magnified after the the review scores and everything else, you know. Because after that, I've noticed so many people online that are just going up and like just saying, "Oh, oh man, I can't miss this game. I want to play this game." You mm -hmm. know, it's that mentality. It's so refreshing to see. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's the highest rated game ever on Open Critic. Um, fuck it has you, the Gables. same score as. Uh, <laughs> it has the same score as Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is the uh, fifth highest rated game of all time uh, mm -hmm. on Metacritic. Um, I can't remember all the games. It's behind like Ocarina of Time, Super Mario 64, mm -hmm. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Um, and I can't remember the other one. There's like one other one, though. Oh my um, god, yeah, with Metacritic though. Yeah. They've been but around I mean, for so long. Yeah, well and they they, they they go back and keep track, but it's like it's we're in a different era now where yeah. look look back at some of those older games in the nineties, a lot of them only have like, you know, fifteen reviews. Yes. You know, sixteen reviews. Now these one these games nowadays have, you know, hundreds of reviews. So um it's a lot harder to kind of keep, you know, to maintain those numbers. So um just yeah, it's been awesome to kind of just see uh, see this and see everybody talking about it. It's been it's been a great time and uh, but let, let's 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 get what uh, so far what we've done. Uh, I think I'm I'm probably six hours in give or okay. take. Um, Gables, you said you play about an hour. I have played about an hour, but I am gonna say maybe one thing of spoiler of note. So anybody that is listening to this that doesn't want any type of spoilers. For at least for the first hour or so of the game, yeah, yeah. I mean, hell, it's up to you if you wanted to skip forward a bit. Yeah, but, we have time codes in the chat, so are in the notes down below. So maybe you know, or just right. skip ahead like two minutes. But yeah. if you want to skip this, come back later. Understand? But uh, yeah, where I'm at right now is I'm in the opening area. Area I've got. Let me just say this though: the opening of Tears of the Kingdom, oh. it is so perfect. 
it mm-hmm. feels perfect the way it's cinematically done the way the voice acting from both like zelda and also by uh ganondorf and even like even bits and stuff from like raru and stuff like that you know this feels feels professional it feels spot on in terms of the presentation in terms of how they enunciate their emotion in terms of their scenes and stuff and their roles i thought it was really cool that uh just first thing and stuff, they just going through a lot of the story stuff, just then, then and there and stuff, like the, like the Zonai being this whole, this whole like uh, race that descended from the skies and stuff. And it's like, they're part of the reason why that the kingdom of Hyrule is formed to begin with, because the Hylians were born from the union of like two gods and stuff. Yeah. But uh, what was really interesting about, all that stuff is like the implementation of like not only like does Ganondorf get resurrected because the power combined like constricting him and stuff finally fades by the time that both Link and Zelda get to that bottom corridor and stuff. And if you've actually like went through a bunch of the texts and stuff like that for uh, talking with Zelda back and forth while you're going through each particular portion, you get a little bit of like subtle subtle things like say how the king of hyrule did not want anybody in the royal family to go underneath like the mm. castle and stuff and explore these tombs or like there's all this foreboding things and until when you get closer it's just the music just starts getting more intense you see the flames and stuff like that starting to get more like bright and stuff and much more kind of sinister and then all of a sudden you get to that that freaking room and stuff where the spell's broken and stuff and like ganondorf is resurrected and it's like you see Link literally lose his freaking arm and stuff. Yeah. They didn't have to chop it off or anything. He basically lost all function of his right arm and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Which, holy shit, that is pretty damn dark. Shatter the Master Sword. Shatter the Master Sword. They call it the Decayed Master Sword. Yeah. So, obviously, you got to go ahead and collect a whole bunch of the parts from that. But, uh, yeah, focusing on the gameplay portion of it, I've gone through one of the three initial temples so far. It, the one I went through started with an H, but that one allowed you to get like the uh, power of like Ultra Hand. Yep. So I went through that, got got one of those like essence sort of like things at the end at the end of it, like light essences or something like that at the end of uh, the temple. But uh, what I'm liking already though is the the flexibility of what you can go forth and like not just create, but how you have all these pieces that are laid out and stuff, and it's up to you to figure out how you're going to go through and solve like a particular puzzle. Like, for example, in that particular temple I went through, there's like a slab of like uh, like boards, right? And like, all I have to do is look around. It's like, okay, how am I going to get down this this bar all the way down over the over there? It's like, okay, do you have this platform, and then you have these two hooks and stuff that you can like get off of like of the wall take them on there use your ultra hand ability to go onto there and then you can just ride all the way down yeah it doesn't give you it doesn't tell you directly you pretty much have you pretty much figure it out from observing things which you know what i like it that way i kind of like it that way so far to where yeah you have all the pieces you have all the pieces but you have to go forth and try to solve these particular issues themselves Though it was kind of hilarious the first time I came across the plat- the the two boards and stuff that I had to fuse together and try to 
go across the thing, I accidentally, like, uh, made them a little bit too wonky and stuff because I wasn't too oriented yeah. and stuff. And all of a sudden, I had the boards that are like this. Like, yep, the, timeout I did the same thing. Just went all the way down to the thing. Yeah. Like, God dang it. Then I fall down. It's like, is there a ladder? Damn, there's probably not a ladder. I need to get up this way. And then I, like, I find the ladder. I get up. I finally fix the boards from, like, wiggling the R stick in order to, like, freaking just disassemble them and stuff and redo it again and do that way. But, uh, yeah, exploring around that Sky Island so far has been really interesting. I love a lot of the scenery. I love that you go forth and encounter a bunch of a bunch of these like mechanical like beings and stuff that were kind of created by the Zonai and like there's some soldier ones that you can get these charges from when you defeat them. The aspect to where you could use like let's let's say you uh, are trying to beat them with stealth or something. I've had a hard time trying to beat them with stealth because they have these laser sights and stuff that can recognize yeah. you almost immediately. Fucking assholes. Yeah, but what is fun is like just throwing random stuff at them, you know, like throwing a stick in their eye or something like that. Yeah, and just just go chuck things. Another uh, another fun mistake I made is like I created this platform right, and I thought, okay, I'm just gonna drop it over here, like between these two sky islands and stuff, so that way I can go and cross it. And because of the distance of it, they though the platform fell all the <laughs> yeah. way down and stuff. I'm like, oh no. Well, I'm finding another way. Yeah. That's when I found another. That's when I found another, another pair of hooks and some logs and connected together and just used a raft all the way down to another portion of it. And that's just been a lot of my experience so far. The combat, the combat's fine. I mean, it's the same quintessentially as Breath of the Wild. There are some key differences that you can go forth and do say with Ultra Hand and stuff. I'm definitely loving the creativity, and the random bits of craziness that people are experimenting with online. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, just with bombs and flamethrowers and freaking doing all this other crazy crap. I can't wait till I get to the ability where I can just reflect a lot of the... Like, just stop and then just rewind oh, a lot the, of, yeah. like, the emotions and stuff. Rewind, yeah. That's gonna be that's gonna be fun, just to mess around enemies with that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm just around an hour past... And my first impressions of it is I'm liking it a lot so far. Loved, love how the story has me pretty much engrossed and to try to finding out what's next. Love the fact that exploration doesn't feel tedious. It's obviously familiar because it is the original Breath of the Wild, but there is so much more that's added on top of it that it feels it feels like a completely different game. That's my experience, really. Cool, man. <laughs> what about you, Tyler? Um, yeah, so like I said, I'm about six hours in, give or take. Um, I think I, I I probably spent a good four hours on this the initial Sky Island area. Uh, you could definitely get through it faster, but I was just kind of dicking around a lot and exploring, seeing treasure chests, going, ooh, what's got what's that over there, going over there. You know, it's kind of getting lost in, in the area and uh, just like seeing like what I can do with like the abilities as you get them. It's kind it's kind of like the same thing with the um. It's like Rudo Valley, I think, in the original game where, you know, like yeah. you couldn't like you did the four shrines and you get the initial four abilities before you go into the main world. It's kind of the same idea yeah. up there. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun going around up there. And like, um, like my favorite thing has been like combining the items with the bow and arrow. Just the fact like also like you just arrows are like everywhere now. 
like in the first game, like arrows were like toilet paper in the Armageddon. They were, uh, you know, it was priceless items. You could never get them. Um, I'm still kind of having issues trying to combine different like uh, weapons together and stuff. Well, you haven't got <laughs> you haven't got fuse yet. Once you get fuse, oh, uh, I but see. This isn't even part of fuse. This is just like this is like entirely different. But um, yeah, like so like one of the things I got to I, I found like the zonai two zonais fighting two of the choo choo jellies, and yeah. uh, they were fighting each other. And so I, I pulled out my bow and arrow. I was like, I'm gonna sneak up and get a couple shots in. So I get my bow and arrow. I, I attach. Uh, it's like I can't remember what it's called. It's like a fire heart or something like that, and it basically makes a, fl- a flame arrow. And I shot, but they were fighting in grass. Oh. And I I missed, and it lit all the grass on fire. It launched the choo choo jellies into the sky, and they landed on the zone eyes, killed the choo choo jellies, and killed the zone eyes <laughs> in one fell swoop. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, Dude, just the fact that you can do that inside that game and get that type of result, that's what makes this game much more fun to experiment with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, There's this game's secrets all... everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it, like the game is fantastic, but also like the best parts of this game is just like those moments that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's been like, it, it's just like, yeah, like the contraptions, building the contraptions, like it looks fun. Like you, you, simultaneously, this game will make you feel like the biggest idiot in the world. And also, like, a, a genius, like, five minutes later, like, the way you build shit, it's like, what the fuck? Like, what? And then, like, you finally figure out, like, oh, my fucking God. That's all I had to do. Or, like, you, you like, figure out, like, you do this, like, oh, I'm so fucking, like, I, I'm so fucking smart. I did this. But then <laughs> as you go, like, I probably did that, like, the the way more, the hardest way possible to do this. <laughs> There's probably, like, a million easier ways to do this than the way I just did this. Um, Yeah, like. Like, I was like at one point like I got into like a minecart and I, I attached like um, three like fans to it and um, I got going and then like I was like oh fuck yeah I was like flying but like I didn't even bother to check the tracks and it just like stops at a certain point <laughs> so I just I use all this resources I built this whole fucking thing and I ended up just like shooting me off and like going off going flying off the tracks to my death like just falling to my death <laughs> uh like you find the little glider things you can like i had I, I put a fan on it um and like uh, so i got it got going i was floating in the air and i didn't i, I just like nose dived into the ground i'm like what the fuck like why am i like why am i nose diving and the only learn that like when you're on the glider where you stand on the glider like that's how you steer it so i was standing on the end <laughs> Not really, as oh, I was no. doing a nose dive into the ground. I was like, "What the fuck?" So, uh, just dumb shit like that. Um, yeah, like I said, like I'm just having like a, a great fucking time. I love that opening area. Um, the story so far is like my my you know I've talked about you know I made a running joke really that uh you know Breath of the Wild is my seventh, seventh best seventh favorite game of 2017, and I'm not joking about that. It was uh, my my big, my biggest issue was with it was like. That game was all about finding your own fun, like and like the parts like, you know, like I didn't in the the story stuff of it, I didn't care for like finding the memories. Like I like those, but it was like some of the best moments of this game is like you have to go look out, look for, and it's not like uh, it's not super fun and they're very small. I didn't really care for the divine beast stuff. It was probably the worst parts of the game. Uh, I love the ending, like the final, like getting to the castle, like all that shit was awesome. Um, and so far, this one like. I feel like they did a better job of like balancing 
the stuff like people like me that didn't like like I, I'm not a huge I did not at all like the the weapon weapon de- degradation weapons breaking like I didn't like it. I'm not like throwing a fit about it but I didn't like it I will say the most is the only thing about about Zelda right now isn't people complaining about weapon degradation it's people complaining about the fact that people didn't like weapon degradation those people are more annoying than people like me um but um like i didn't like that stuff like i thought it was kind of frustrating like so like when i played breath of the wild like i went in i, I knew how to get the way i had to do get the master sword i kind of just feel like i mainlined it to get to the master sword but then i started fucking around with the open world because like i don't want to deal with that i just want the, i just want the sword uh the master sword and stuff like that but anyways this game like that's not an option uh so but like the the abilities that they give you like the the fuse option like you could fuse uh like fucking i i fuse like the flame emitter that shoots flames out mm-hmm. to like my sword so every time i swing my sword it shoots out flames yeah. uh, or you can like you can uh attach like certain items to your your, your sword or your, your weapons to make them stronger uh so like it actually makes like combat and fight going out fighting doing stuff like that actually like really matter because like really in the first game you didn't really ever have to do the combat at all like if you just wanted to, to just do the divine beast and the shrines uh and then do the the final battle like that's really all like outside of that stuff you really didn't have to do any combat like that's kind of what i did i always feel like in the in, the, in breath of the wild like i just kind of really avoided that stuff because there was no purpose to it at all mm-hmm. and now like you need like the, now resources matter in this game because you need those to like like i said um attach you can make weapons stronger you can fuse those to make your weapon like you, know, you can up your uh how much damage they do or you can like add stuff to it to make them like so they don't break as fast uh stuff like that so like definitely like i'm going on my way to like fight these enemies also because the combat is good like i'm still struggling like the every button in this on the controller does something i know that's mm-hmm. stupid to say but in this game it's like it really like it really is and like sometimes they do more than one thing uh so it, like i sometimes it gets a little hectic when it gets hectic i'll just like start spamming buttons and like i that's my one like real frustration i think is like having the the jump button being x uh b being the run uh like you can actually swap them, which like in the first game you couldn't do that, but there's still no button mapping. And it's like, come on, like at least let me like swap the face buttons a little bit. But that's my real one complaint is like, I still constantly keep hitting the wrong button all the time. Like when I go to block, I end up hitting the weapon, the, the ability wheel instead of the, the block. And that's fucking me up. Uh, but yeah, like, like I said, I'm, I'm having a, like a blast with this. And like I said, like the, the abilities are making it so that like, all my frustrations with that first game, like, like the climbing would be frustrating. When, like you get up, you get so close to the top, you run out of stamina and you fall all the way down or then it starts raining. And then like you fucking fall and like, well, now I'm just kind of fucked. Cause I can't <laughs> climb. Cause I, the only way to get up there is by climbing and I can't climb cause it's raining. And they add, they give you a send so you can just shoot through things and go up to the top. And it, it literally just works on everything. Like it's incredible. Like I, I cannot believe how well some of the shit works. Um. Yeah, like I'm like I said, I'm having just a fucking blast. Roman, like I got down down to the the, the um, surface area and like just I've been roaming around. Just to, I've done like. Uh, spoiler alert: there are shrines in the open mm-hmm. area. I don't know how many. Uh, it's kind of the same idea from the first game. Like you have to get four 
to you get you defeat you, you finish four you get the little orbs you go and you can add stamina or a hearts mm-hmm. uh, heart container um I, yeah I think I said four or five uh Gables mm-hmm. cool little thing for you in the first game I remember when I told you this when I beat the first game you laughed at me hysterically when I said I only got eleven Korok seeds in the first game yeah Gables I've got what? ten already in tears of the kingdom oh good uh, hey. <laughs> I, oh i love that too so in tears of the kingdom uh, i love like so some of them uh some of the korok ones you can you find them and you can get two koroxes at a time because there's they get separated from each other like oh the, yeah the koroks get separated so then it's like you got to figure out how to get that guy over there so i found one korok uh that was like laying he's like i'm so tired so I'm like, all right it's cool mm-hmm. like there's like a little glider thing over there I walk over, or the little like the thing you like I saw me float on where the I nose died by accident, and for the first time I found a rocket. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll shoot him. I'll just <laughs> attach him to the rocket and I'll shoot him over there. Mm-hmm. It didn't work at all. He just went fucking flying. I don't know where he went for a long time. I had to go find him. Uh, so I, found, I looked and I found him. He's okay. The little bass is okay. He landed near enough over there that he was okay. Um, so. Having good times with that, like this, but it was like it's so stupid because like I can easily just like, um, you can just use um uh, ultra hand to like carry him, yeah. And just I could have just walked him, like probably spent like fifty seconds just walking him there, but like ah, I could just instead I'll just shoot him over this this body of water, uh, and yeah, that was really stupid. Uh, uh-huh. but yeah, just like just dumb stuff like getting in fights with with uh, I've been like going out and actually like finding like the big enemies in the game like in the first game I didn't even defeat a single one because as soon as I saw him I just run off because I'm like why am I wasting resources on this guy um yeah like it's just like I, lo- I love the fact that like it's still they built upon the first game um and you get like the, yeah it's still it's still the the, the map from the, the, the original game but like they've done right. so much different to it um but like it's making you rethink the way you played that first game because like you don't have any of the old abilities those are gone um and just yeah, like it's not like oh, there's some water here. I could just build a, a block, a frozen block, to then get over, uh, you know, to cross it. Like no, you can't do that. Like you gotta like, you know, like I said, you gotta build a raft, or they gotta deal with the wind. Uh, like man, like I am blown away by what you can do in this game so far. And like I said, I am uh, like six hours in. Um, I do like like I said, I like the fact like um, a lot of story stuff at least focused like early on. So like that's like. You know, I'm not, I, I definitely like a story in my game. So, like, I want to, you know, like, that is a good motivating factor uh, motivating factor for me. Um, and I haven't even got to the part where you get the glider yet. Like, I've just. Wow. I, got, like, I, haven't, I haven't done any, like, I haven't climbed any of the things, like, the, where you can, like, it, like, opens up the map and shows you everything on the map. All for the you. towers. Done, the towers. Thank you. Yeah. I haven't done any of that. Like, uh, I've just, I've, I've done, like, one of the main missions you do on the when you first get to the surface yeah. and i've just been wandering um, oh wow it's so easy to get lost and just like you know like oh cool i'm gonna go off and do do this and it's just like you know 45 minutes later it's like i am in the complete i just went the complete opposite direction of where i meant to go um so yeah this is a yeah no it's it's definitely this is like the, I, i'm finally really feeling the effects of like what people felt for breath of the wild they're like i felt it but nowhere near to like, I would say like tenth of the percent that everybody else felt. So this is hooking me. Like I'm already like I said, I'm already enjoying exploring the world more. I'm enjoying, you know, I've, I'm loving the story so much more than the first game already. 
um yeah this game is uh brilliant so uh yeah uh two big thumbs up so far but uh yeah i can't wait for gables you to play more of it me to play more of it and yeah i think this is going to be a game that um you know there's not really anything coming out for the next few weeks uh for i know gables you got street uh i just said street rage street fighters uh and like fighter six yeah, was it June sixth or something? Yeah, uh, then later on yeah. that month, Final Fantasy sixteen. Yeah, like I don't really have like Final Fantasy sixteen is like the next big game that I'm looking forward to. Like there's a game uh, playing of Lana coming to Game Pass in at the end of May, uh, and WrestleQuest is still supposed to come sometime in May. But like those are you know smaller games that I'll get to when I get to. But uh, yeah, like this game is definitely feels like it's going to be taking over my free time for the mm-hmm. foreseeable future. But uh, Gables. Yeah, Let's jump into some news here. Um, we're gonna stick with uh, Nintendo here. Um, we got some Nintendo from sales figures, Gables. Yes, exciting we here. Uh, so we actually got the end of the fiscal year. So all this stuff is as of March 31st of this year. So end of the fiscal year, we got some sales updates. Um, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet uh, at 22.1 million units sale uh, sold. Uh, kind of actually like a not, didn't didn't sell way more. I don't I don't know what the official jump is, but like I think it sold like twenty million uh, at the end of last year. Right. So at the, you know January you know going into going in twenty twenty three, so uh, still sold a couple million, which is fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but does it's not like it's still gonna be probably it's still eventually gonna be the best selling game of all Pokemon game ever, but um, does not have the long not not exploding out like we initially would have thought. Um, but and probably, we wonder why. Yeah, gee, I wonder what could have done that. But still, like, it's still 22 million copies. That's yeah, true. Sold 20 million copies, like in, the, in six weeks. Uh, um, they, I, I assure you, they did not learn any lessons on this game. Um, next up here, though, Splatoon 3 at 10.67 million units sold. Good. I'd like to see. I, I wish we can get a breakdown because, uh, like, this game, like, I think like initially, like 80 percent of like the copies sold were in Japan. Like the like when it first initially launched. Yeah. So I I like to see like where they're sold at by like Europe, U.S., like uh, or like North America and yeah, that'd be Japan fascinating because, to see. Yeah, like we know Japan's overwhelmingly like where this is sold, but like oh yeah, they they love Splatoon over in Japan. Oh yeah, it's huge over there. Uh, did you see though in the in the Splatfest that my boy Ganon won? Yeah, Ganon actually ended up winning because there's this one character that people generally vote for. It's uh, one of the squid. It was like one of the squids, like uh, Big Man. No, not Big Man. They don't vote for Big Man. They vote for like uh, the character with blue hair. Oh, okay. I always follow Big Man wherever he goes. So I didn't even realize what he we picked. Uh, I I put like three games online, so I'll take credit for um for the win. Uh. Some more stuff here though. Switch Sports at 9.6 million units. It's just it's one of those games that kind of came out. Everybody was like, yeah, it's fine. But I mean, this is kind of like the story of the Switch where these games are like, yeah, it's fine. And you know, I think like um, the what's the Switch um, fuck the the Fit game. Oh, Ring Ring Fit, Ring Fit Adventure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's it's now over 16 million units sold. Um, wow, good for them. Yeah, which, which, uh, I mean, we gotta remember though that game was like it came out and like it wasn't even charting, and then it came out like six months before COVID hit, 
yeah. and that game exploded. Yeah. So it definitely, um, you know, as of a lot, you know, a lot of things in gaming right now, you know, has that COVID boost, but uh, maybe that game more than outside of like Animal Crossing, I don't know if a game had uh, a COVID boost more than that game. So, um, more uh, my son was, I, I got MK8 sitting here, so it's Mario Kart 8. I also said <laughs> Mortal Kombat 8. Uh, now at 53.79 million units sold, um, so okay. doing really well, really well. I think it's sold like over 8 million units in, in the last fiscal year, so. Um, we do have to remember though, Gables. Now that I learned this, it, bo- it bothers me that that includes being a pack-in with the Switch. Yeah, it does. So even though it's they give it away for free, they still count it as a sale. Um, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, six point four six million units, Gables. Yeah, that's that's big. That's huge for a Kirby game. Yeah, by by far, it's almost doubled the the second best-selling Kirby game ever. Um, which is the original one on Game Boy. So, uh, yeah, like, I mean, blowing it away. Uh, Kirby Dreamland Deluxe, the one that just came out, I believe. Mm-hmm. Was, when did that go? That was in March sometime. I can't yeah, remember. it was. Um, so only only a few weeks on the on the, uh, on the the charts here. Uh, 1.46 million units sold. So, That's I mean, oh, yeah, Weeport uh, still selling really well. Uh, this one's kind of interesting here. Like, Fire Emblem Engage, uh, 1.16 million units sold. I can't, I couldn't find like up to date numbers on the last Fire Emblem Three Houses, but um, yeah, kind of what I did find it is, it's not tracking to that level. So I don't know, like mm-hmm. this one, but Fire Emblem like Engage, even reviews were not like, they weren't bad, but they were not to the level what we expected from a fire emblem game so. right right yeah the initial the initial reviews for like fire emblem engage and stuff yeah they were like in the uh 80s they were in like the like the early I think it was 80s. like low 80s yeah it so. was in the low 80s in that regards but from what the reviewers the reviewers going through and then what a lot of the big like the, a lot of the fans of fire emblem fire emblem fans have been saying about that stuff is like it is still like a good game and stuff. Yeah. And the DLC for that thing really does help out the main product of the initial game itself. That's from what I've been hearing. But at the same point and stuff, there's a lot of people that are enjoying Fire Emblem Engage. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like it's a good game, but it just doesn't seem like, I mean, Three Houses came. I mean, obviously, like the DS ones were huge, but like Three Houses, like it felt like the biggest one ever. And. I mean that you know legitimately was a lot of people's game of the year and it's like that game kind of came out. I mean it came out in January, so there wasn't really anything around it. And but it just even still, it just didn't really have like it. The, it wasn't. It just kind of felt like it came out and we kind of just forgot about it. Um, but uh, I mean it also has been a pretty crazy year in gaming, but still like yeah, it's uh, been so, huge. <laughs> yeah, so it still surprised me though. Uh, but Gable, this one's pretty big here. Um. Metroid Prime Remaster at 1.09 million units sold. So that came out uh, mid-February. So um, selling pretty well for, you know, like we got to remember like this. Metroid games don't typically sell. Well, I think, um, what was it? Metroid Dread, like past, um, was became the best-selling Metro game ever. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was like in the 3 million units sell, sold. I didn't, I could not find any, like once again, I couldn't find any updated sales, but. No, they just left it at 2.9 million. And that's about it. Yeah, and it's in the three million er- areas, like last that we know. 
But uh, yeah, we don't know. Like, and there's no updated stuff. But I mean, for a forty dollar remaster that was shadow dropped, uh, that had a the the physical copies come out like two weeks later. Um, and it's that's a, pretty, already a million seller. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, and just like six weeks out. So, um, but a credit yeah, to I'm that gonna... game, I mean, and the credit of that game, and also the improvements that uh, Retro Game Studios made for it. They took out, they left in tank controls, right? But they allowed you the option to do the twin sticks. There was mm-hmm. a lot of things that were flushed out and stuff, and it really felt like a remaster. Not, not like a remaster, but almost like an entire a full it, remake. It yeah. felt like a remake in all their different parts and stuff. But at the same point, you know, it's like that game was quality all the way through and that's exactly what you want with a game from that generation because that was rated as one of the highest gamecube games when it was released in that generation it was one of the highest reviewed games of that generation and for good reason because there was a lot of good stuff inside the metroid prime however yeah it being re-released like it's remastered form this year just caught a lot of people off guard in regards to when it was announced, even more so when it was stealth dropped. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But the funniest thing is with people, including myself, that bought the game in physical and you could not redeem like any of the game like uh, points of it because if the Lily would say this game has not released yet. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I, that same thing happened with Advance Wars, people that bought it physically because mm-hmm. the game like physical copies were made. Before the game was delayed over a year. Oh yeah. And the 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 the, the card points are only good for a year, so they had to go back and fix that in a patch. So. Yep. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, some other things here. Uh, Bayonetta Origins. Uh, Cerveza. Sur- I can't remember what it's called. Cerveza. Uh, Cerveza. Yeah. yeah uh, did not pass a million. Uh, there was no update on sales, but we don't. We know that for a fact. Uh, that that just came out like I think like early March into into February, but. Um, still, I mean, I think the game kind of came out, did not blow, you know, I, well, we weren't expecting it to really like, honestly, there were plenty of people didn't really expect this game to go and like maybe reach a million in that regards at the price point as it was for the game price, that it is. Yeah. yeah. Full price, $60 and stuff. Not a lot of people were going to go forth and bite on that, but there were plenty that did and a plenty that enjoyed the hell out of that, uh, game. Yeah, um, Bayonetta three though is only I, I can't I can't find the official numbers, but I know it's like in the two million area. So right, um, not exact. I mean, like probably a success for what it is, but not I don't think what we were expecting. Uh, something like Astral Chain is already like another platinum game that's also exclusive. Um, is like still has outsold it still. Um, so I'm wondering if maybe. Bayonetta is not as big as we thought it was uh, because, I mean, that was a game that was dead after one. Bayonetta 2 was huge, but it was on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. I know it got ported later, but... Right. Um, yeah, uh, so I wonder if maybe this might be the end of Bayonetta. Um, or maybe they get one more shot and we'll go from there. But uh, and a lot of people were... I mean, even the ba- hardcore Bayonetta fans um, kind of felt lukewarm by the end of that game, including me. So... Um, Mario Strikers is at 2.54 million, and Xenoblade 3 Chronicles is at 1.86 million. So, those doing pretty well. Um, some other stuff here, some cool little fun facts for you. Uh, 35 different titles sold over a million copies for the Switch this last fiscal year. 
pretty pretty incredible. And Gables, I have the top ten best selling games um, for the Switch uh, so far okay. overall. So Ringfoot Adventures, I was wrong. I said sixteen million. It's actually at fifteen point three eight million. That's number ten. Mm. Uh, not too far ahead of it though. Super Mario Brothers Deluxe. So that's the Wii U oh, port, yeah. the launch game. Oh at yeah, fifteen point. Yeah, so at fifteen point four one million. So only uh, 0.03 um, million ahead of it. Uh, but a good little jump here. Super Mario Party, 19.14 million. Mm. That's the... Uh, yeah, that was the first one. I wish there was the, the other one. I can't remember. The, what was the, the other, other one? The other one has the 64 ones. Yeah. What was it called, games? though? Oh, my God. Um, there's like Mario... There was like just like Mario Party, then Super Mario Party. I don't remember. Uh, but no. that, that one's actually selling really well, too. But it's... Uh, I think it's it's in like the eight million area. Oh, Luigi Mansion Three Gables, mm. thirteen million units sold. Yay! So that's awesome. One of the best games of twenty nineteen. Yeah, man. Next level games making such a great game with that. Yeah. Uh, so ten, nine, eight, seven. So at number seven here, we have Pokemon Scarlet and Violet already, like we talked about, twenty two point one million. Um, Super Mario Odyssey passed the twenty five million mark, twenty five point mm. seven six million, and will probably pass. Pokemon Sword and Shield, which is currently the best-selling Pokemon games ever, at 25.82 million. So mm-hmm. only uh, half a million, uh, not even half, no, uh, 0.06 million unit difference there. It's only like a 6,000 point difference there. Um, at 29.81 million, so a good chance Gables will pass the 30 million club wow. by the time we talk about this in a couple, in a few months. Breath of the Wild, so uh, it is at number four overall. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have number three. Just passing the super the uh, 30 million mark, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate 31.09 million. Wow. Uh, yeah. So Animal Crossing New Horizon number two, no shocking there. Uh, for 42.21 million, and Mario Kart 8, like we mm-hmm. talked about, 53.79 million units sold. So wow, dude. Pretty pretty incredible numbers here. Um, a couple other things here. Kind of maybe the biggest talking points actually out of all of this is the fact that hardware was down 22% year over year, with, but still was 17.97 million units sold. Yeah. Um, software was also down 9 million units, or 9 million, 9%. Um, <clears throat> so currently now we are at uh, 125.62 million units sold. Still 30 million units behind the PS2 for best-selling ever. Uh, still stuck at third. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's also the second console to ever past a billion software games sold so uh only uh, ps2 is the only one ahead of that so that's so crazy that's so crazy man it's like it's 30 million away from the ps2 in terms of like console sales yeah um they did it they did say that they expect to sell 15 million consoles this fiscal year Mm -hmm. um but they did they did admit that that's a pretty lofty goal um but they did say they have they feel like they have a I can't remember the exact phrasing, but they have a, a strong holiday uh, software will help boost that. So who knows what that is? Because we literally don't know anything outside of we Pikmin don't know. 4. Yeah, we don't know anything past Pokemon July DLC. with Nintendo. Yeah, so maybe, the, I mean, it sounds like they made a ton of those Zelda OLED switches. So maybe that's what they, maybe that's part of it. Uh, I don't know. But um, yeah, and then also they did, they did say that there will be no... Uh, new hardware this fiscal year so mm. Mm. anything so 
before March 31st of next year. There will be no hardware. Uh, now, I always talk about this with Nintendo. What do they do constantly, Gables? Lie. Yes, they lie all the time. They have lied. They lied the year that when they said there's be no new Switch hardware at all. Um, the same time that uh, they 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 the same year they put out the Switch Lite. Yeah. The exact same thing with the OLED. Yeah. They literally did the same thing with the 3DS where they yes. said there was no there was no new hardware for the 3DS while people were at a preview event for the new 3DS. Yeah. Uh, so like they. They have a track record with this. Yeah. No, I will say, though, I I do believe that then when they talk about, like, then when they're talking about Switch 2 stuff here, like, I think, but who knows? Um, I I, I think, though, if they were going to do that, they won't hit 15 million units sold. You know, like, people would be buying this thing that, I mean, we can't use the Wii U to Switch era as a um, comparison. Because I mean the Wii, they gave up on the Wii U two years before the, the Switch came out, yep. 2015. So they I mean they were talked about that at you know at their uh, at these things with the, you know talking about the quarterly um, sales and everything. You know they're talking about the NX and all that. Like, but the Wii U was dead and everybody knew it. Like this is different. People are still buying this thing. These things are still selling super well. Um, so I do believe that. The, if they're going to talk about this, they're going to announce one. They're probably going to wait until after the holidays to do it. Like that's kind of my belief that I I I, I could see them like announcing it, you know, maybe in, in like this spring, early next year, and then launching it at the end of the year. So hmm. I don't that's know, definitely a kind possibility. Of, <laughs> how, how, what are you thinking? Oh, in terms of their when they'll release their new hardware, at least talk about it. Do you think they'll talk about it this year? I do believe that they will talk about it this year. I don't believe okay. that they're going to release it this year. I mean, come no, on. Yeah. Come on. I mean, this this is something that will probably release around the same time that the original Switch released. You know, well, they did I, say, well, that was that was early March and we know for they they're saying they won't have anything until at April 1st at the earliest. So, it could be a potential thing where we probably wouldn't see anything like console related maybe until april potentially of next year but at the same time nintendo does consistently lie and even if they are saying that hey they're not going to show something at a specific event or something like that i mean you can't really you gotta really hold things with a grain of salt not just with nintendo but just with gaming announcements from companies in general because they got to go forth and say what they have to or not say so that way they could spew as many console sales or game sales as possible. So yeah. with Nintendo, why would you go forth and say, oh yeah, the Switch 2 is going to be releasing like later on this year and stuff, while you're releasing some of the strongest software that you have that you have currently for the Nintendo Switch over this next year, and on top of that, diminish a lot of your console sales, you know, cannibalize them, at the yeah. point without needing to because it's still selling well. Maybe not as much of a standard that Nintendo wants it to right at this moment in time. It's probably, you know, it's a, definitely a bit lower in regards to what they potentially may have foreseen it, but 17 million in regards well, to yeah. in regards to like a console 
sales or something for this past year so far. I mean, that's still crazy big. That's awesome. That's still yeah. crazy big, especially for a system that's in its seventh year. So even with that, you know, even though I do admit, yeah, they could potentially go forth and announce something later on this year, it's definitely not going to be any time like past, well, I would say probably not any time past like, uh, oh my gosh. That, well, they're just not going to say anything really until probably like December or something. That's what I would think. Maybe November or December. But it's going to be well... after um, all these major releases for the fall. I, I I mean if we don't hear about it going into like September October I don't think we hear about till next year because talking about it in November December would be the worst time because that's right when everybody's making Christmas purchases and it's like well why would I want why would I want to buy this for Christmas when true they've already announced a new thing so yeah that's why I think like like I said cannibalizing you know this console putting it out you know and then talking about it before um. January, you know, December 26th, I think would just be a bad idea if you're not going to have a new one out for this current holiday, which I don't think they will. Um, So, I mean, I I felt this way the last few years, Gables, and I still feel this way. Yes. They're 30 million units behind the PS2. I don't think it's going to pass it. Honestly, I feel like they could pass it, but it has to be something that Nintendo is willing to do which they've already went out and said they're not going to do anytime soon, and that is a price cut. <laughs> yeah, they just made there will be no price cut. So, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, they've, they've done more price increases than they've done price cuts mm-hmm. on the Switch. So, yeah, I mean, we're talking about the 30 million units behind. They, they're they predicting 15 million units, which would be half of that, and even they're saying that's a lofty goal. Like, obviously, there's ways to, like, I mean, obviously, like they're, they're still going to be selling this thing after the next console comes out oh yeah but, absolutely but it's gonna be you know it's gonna be a very small amount probably um unless they just do drastic price cuts to just try to like artificially get themselves over that finish line um which still i mean like no knock against them they do it they do it but uh yeah i i, I don't feel like i think it'll be close uh like i wouldn't be shocked if it hits like 150 uh but i i, I think it's gonna end in the low 150 area uh, eventually, but uh, and that's assuming we get if you know we get that new Switch console um, next year sometime. But we'll have to. I mean, plus when they announce it. So, uh, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see what Gables. Mm-hmm. Some other cool news here. This is some non. Let's get out of Nintendo here for a minute. Um, looks like the PS, uh, the PlayStation Showcase. Uh, Jeff Grubb updated his uh, game mess uh, calendar. Uh, so we've, we've known that they're, they're planning on doing one sometime in May or June, like mm-hmm. before Summer Game Fest. Uh, he's putting it down at the, at the end of May. My guess would be May uh, 25th um, for that because that would be – they always do these things on Thursdays. Um, mm-hmm. So at least showcases have always been on a Thursday. Uh, in most state of plays, are on a Thursday. Sometimes they're on Tuesdays, uh, but typically they're on Thursdays. So uh, that would be my guess is May twenty uh, fifth, mm-hmm. um, but some of the stuff that we were hearing about being there, Gables. Um, Metal Gear Solid Three remake. Hmm. Yes, that has been tossed around. Yeah. Quite honestly, even with the teasing around of potential showing of a MGS three remake, or even more tantalizing from my point of view, is anything mentioning Castlevania. That's yep. something that 
it really hits deep as a nostalgic gamer that I am. But just hearing those names, those franchises that haven't really been delved into for a long time now, since Konami simultaneously slid out of doing making video games as a consistency of their norm, and now them coming back and outsourcing a lot of their franchises to other studios and stuff to create games for them. Hmm. I would definitely agree. You know, Sony definitely is a partner in terms of like the uh, summer showcase and stuff like that. And yet they have went on record and saying that they want, to, or none of that they haven't. It's pretty much what uh, Jeff Grubb was pretty much thinking that they may do one late May, early June, potentially before summer's games fest. Mm -hmm. But, uh, Dude, it, it just seems like really pie-in-the-sky things right at the moment, you know? Because we always get these type of big rumors that are leading up to this time of the year, you know? Leading into June oh, yeah. and doing this and doing that. Plus, we've been hearing all sorts of rumors about Metal Gear Solid, like, made, like either being made by Blue Point or, like, being this or that, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's been I mean, years of this. At the crux of these rumors and stuff, there is some smoke coming from somewhere. Yeah. The, the most difficult part is just to maintain where exactly is the truth in all this matter. I mean, there could be one project that they'd be working on. It could be multiple different projects they could be working on. It could be one company working on MGS3 remake and then another one working on the original Metal Gear Solid remake. I mean, at this point, at this point, there needs to be something that is talked about Metal Gear Solid. I want it to happen at Sony's next Direct, but if I'm being perfectly honest with you, I don't even think they're going to go forth and do that. Because we're not only having rumors about that, but we're also having rumors of a Bloodborne remake. You know, it's... Yeah, I mean, that's been going on forever, though, too. Yeah, exactly so. the point, Tyler. But I mean, that's... Exactly some of those, it's like... That's the problem with some of these. Sometimes with, like, some of these rumors and, like, some of the stuff is like... Are they rumors? Are they leaks? Are this just like and so many people are talking about them being like wanting them to be a thing? Yeah. Like that's kind of like sometimes right. Like the you get like the what's the um, Man Mandela effect, you know, uh, the Bernstein Barnstein bears or whatever it is. Oh yeah. Um, you know that's kind of like with with internet rumors for video games. It's like is that the like Jeff Grubb or Jez Gordon or did uh, Jason Schreier or somebody else say that or is like. Was this just like shit on a Reddit post that kind of like picked up some little bit of wind of like people just like talking about shit they wanted. And now it's kind of mm -hmm. like in it. But I will say the, the Konami PlayStation stuff has been out there for a long time. Yeah, it has. Um, obviously, like some of the stuff like Kojima working, working, working with them to make a Silent Hill. I don't believe that. No. Working with them with Metal Gear in a way like I don't believe that, um, obviously, because we've making Death Stranding 2 and an Xbox game and a horror game. Uh, so and bridges are burning between him and Konami. So <laughs> yeah, like maybe like maybe you can like find a way to get a like a third party in there. Go like, hey, maybe you can give us give us give them your blessing on this project for Metal Gear, like type of way. We'll give you a producer credit, you know, just give your blessing. And that's all we need from you. We'll here's some money, you know, whatever for that. Um, yeah, like I, I have a, I have a prediction, Gables for for Blue Point. Yeah, what's that? And it hurts me what because i've talked about it. there's nothing i want more than blue point other than kojima to make Metal Gear Solid six or finish Metal Gear Solid five uh there's nothing i want more though that's 
actually realistically ha could happen than Blue Point make the Metal Gear Solid remake. Or better yet, a Metal Gear remake from NES. Ha! Um, that'd be interesting. That, that's, my, that's my ultimate goal for, honestly, remake the, the, the NES versions. But I don't think Blue Point's working on either of those. PlayStation said that they're working on original content. Mm. Not original IP. This original, original content. content. I don't think they're working on the next big remake. Yeah. I think maybe we see the Bloodborne, like a like a boost thing, like a remaster, PS5 update, mm -hmm. whatever. Finally get that 60 frames per second. Mm -hmm. I think they're making Bloodborne too. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. That's interesting. I was not made aware of the fact that they don't go and like do, well, the specific type of content that you were saying, you know, not, not original IP, but like established products. Established. Well, they just said original content. They original never said, content. Original never content. said if that's new IP or if they're working on an existing IP. That's all we got was original content. Well, honestly, I mean, that is in the realm of possibility too. I mean, look at what Bluepoint has done with like other class, other games and stuff, like Shadow of the Colossus. Hmm. You know that that was a fantastic made Demon Souls. job, and Demon Souls Re as well. Remake those yeah. two games are excellent when they first launched, but they were made exponentially better in terms of the remastering, in terms of like adding more to what made those games great to begin with, right? And so. Blue Point going and doing a Bloodborne remake in that kind of name, you know. Well, I didn't say remake. I said maybe like a remaster sort of thing. Oh, that's true. That's true. I'm saying Bloodborne 2, like a whole new thing. That'd be interesting. Like I said, that would be interesting. I mean, they definitely have the credentials and they definitely have a good track record in getting these content stuff done. So, eh, yeah, who knows? Be interesting though. See some a, a, a non from software making a from software game. So. Oh yeah, just seeing a lot of people just losing their shit that there's a Bloodborne too. Yeah, and not made by from software. Yeah, so <laughs> that's another thing where it's like PlayStation's like, hey, from software is a few million bucks. Can you just say that you like helped work on it or you were like <laughs> in a meeting or something? Uh... You know, I could see him doing that. Um, also, this hasn't been rumored in this. There's been a lot of rumors that this game will be announced in the next coming weeks, possibly th this coming week. Uh, but there's been some ties that maybe it might show up at the PlayStation Showcase, uh, mainly because WB and PlayStation have had a marketing agreement with like Gotham Knights and Hogwarts Legacy. Um, so maybe Mortal Kombat, who is also owned by, uh, owned by WBD, um, could be there as well. Yep. So there's been some teases lately they did like a little teaser thing for the 30th anniversary oh yeah at the end of like the video there's like a grain of sand coming out of like a, a oh like the, yeah the sand clock thing and then uh there was a teaser last week of a uh a clock ticking you know mortal Kombat 11 was the last one the clock ticking gets to 11 kind of goes crazy skips goes to one uh and then we've seen some some reports out there some leaks that um this will be a reboot, but it'll be called Mortal Kombat 1, kind of like Battlefield 1, but Xbox 1, Mortal Kombat 1. Um, be a reboot of the franchise, and we'll also uh, DLC characters. They'll have a DLC pass, which is no shock there, uh, but Peacemaker and Homelander from the boys will be a part of that. So, uh, mm. yeah, I don't know. Like, 
I really liked I really like what they've done with the like Injustice one and two in the last few Mortal Kombat games. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that eleven I really liked eleven because uh, the game was great to play. But yeah, like that was probably the worst of the three um, story wise at least because like and obviously like the story in these games are not like amazing i'm not gonna call well, them well like, no no they're a standard type of like action game like no it's yeah. just action movie style of like plot yeah. you know and like 11 was just like really it was just not good it was not good it really wasn't like my, the, the the problem is like they, they kill off characters but then they bring them back in like zombie form and i don't know like oh yeah it's just it's so hard to like these type of games the way they're built like it's hard to like you know in a fighting game it got too to, like, convoluted. The, yeah, well, it's hard to kill off characters, but it's also like you want to like give yourself enough different characters to play as and also play against. We're not fighting the same ones over and over again, so you got to kind of bring up back old characters that you've already killed. Uh, so it's, yeah, um, and they did the aftermath DLC that was actually was pretty good. Um, they brought uh, bring back uh, Shang Song. Shang Song. Shang Song. Yeah. Thank you. I can never say it. it's been like thirty years. I still can't say it right. Uh, but I think it was like the main boss, of like MK2. No, uh, no, that's Shao Kahn. I think about Shao, it. Shao, yeah, the, yeah, whatever. Anyways, the, the your soul is mine, guy. I can't think of his name. Um, ah. But uh, he came. He comes back um, in Mortal Kombat 11 after aftermath DLC, and um, they kind of like set like the whole the whole uh, all of 11 is all about time travel, and mm-hmm. they kind of set it up in aftermath that like they're kind of rebooting shit. Yeah. Anyway, so it kind of the kind of naturally going that way and it's probably the best thing they can do is it's like i, I don't know if it's gonna be a full-blown re- reboot but they're probably gonna find a way to like probably gonna tie in 11 without because like Mortal Kombat 9 is also like a reboot but it also yep. ties in like with time traveling and going back to the original game so it's not like full-blown it's like a soft reboot it's a requel really a um, requel. <laughs> yeah it's a sequel reboot thing uh oh, so that's, that's kind of what it is but uh yeah, I, I'm interested to see where they go from it. Uh, but yeah, like I, I for me personally, like I'm not a huge fighting game fan. Like I, I like I actually prefer the Injustice games more than the Mortal Kombat games. So kind of bummed we're not getting Injustice three. Uh, yeah. But I get it. Mortal Kombat 11 is the best selling fighting game of all time, not named Smash Brothers. Uh, so yeah, I, I get why they're going to just going sticking with Mortal Kombat instead of the rotating they used to do. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't know. I I'm more interested, I guess, in a reboot than I am Mortal Kombat 12. Uh, but Gables, let's get into some other news this week. Um, one second here. I am doing time codes before I forget. There we go. Uh, so, Andy Robinson and a few other people have reported that uh, that the CMA will actually clear uh, the Activision Microsoft deal on May 15th. Or mm-hmm. Is it May 15th? It's next week sometime. Next week, um, yeah. Yeah, it might be May 15th. I can't remember now. But we should hear about that sometime in the next few days about them actually clearing that. And that should pretty much just come down to the FTC. FTC, FTC? I'm very mm-hmm. tired. It's one It's one in the morning. I'm tired. Uh, but pretty much just comes down to the United States versus this deal at this point. And there's enough legislation against, um, against you know, FCC that this deal will, will pretty much just go through. This is it's pretty much, you know, we are, we, we've always known this deal is pretty much going to happen. Um, he's had a couple hurdles to go through and yeah, so it's kind of where we're at. Um, like you said, I, m- I remember I, I sent this link to you a f- like a few days ago 
and like I'll believe it when I see it. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, I, I understand. I totally understand where you come from, but uh, there's a lot of you know we talk about smoke. Um, you know, there's a lot of smoke some you know here, and uh, yeah, a lot of people reporting this um, outside of the gaming sphere as well. So I feel like that's probably gonna happen. Yeah, it definitely looks like more or less that it's going to happen at this point. So it's going to be fascinating to read a bit or even like watch certain videos about this whole trans, this whole transaction thing going through, you know, and seeing why initial things were okay and stuff for regulators for the UK and stuff. So, eh. yeah, I'm just kind of curious what this is actually mean for Game Pass, because mm-hmm. um, Microsoft had to make so many deals to make this game this thing happen. Because uh, Call of Duty is a big one, but like. I mean, we know this isn't going to happen day one. And, like, we know it took, like, over time, like, over the course of, like, a year before they finally added Bethesda mm-hmm. stuff to, like, all of the, like, they were adding them, like, on waves. So I'm curious what it's going to mean, though, like, when are we going to start seeing some of the, um, you know, like, Crash Bandicoots, uh, stuff like that. Like, when are we going to start seeing, like, all their other stuff eventually come over? Um, Diablo Diablo games, shit like that. Like, when are we going to start seeing all that stuff? So um, next up here, uh, Dead Rising might also mm-hmm. be getting, like, uh, well, there'll be some sort of sequel, or at least, at least, or a reboot potentially announced sometime uh, soon huh. uh, for them. So yeah, um, they'd be kind of in a weird place. Like, uh, I know people love Dead Rising One. Uh, I didn't love it, but that just wasn't my type of game. Uh, Dead Rising Two, people still enjoy, but not as much as One. Three was like a weird offshoot. That was that weird Xbox One one where they try to make it more realistic. Yeah. And I know Dead Rising 4 just kind of came out and didn't really seem people cared, but uh, people like really, really loved that game when they actually brought like Frank West from the first game. Uh, and so it sounds like they're either the, like it could or it could be a reboot or potentially remaking of Dead Rising 1. Uh, but yeah, we could be seeing that here soon. Nintendo Live has officially yeah. been uh, dated and it sounds like the rumors are actually true here. That it will be taking place between the first and fourth of September, mm-hmm. uh, which is coincides with uh, PAX Main, um, and it sounds like I'm not sure of all the details, but basically like you can sign up to try to get tickets. Uh, like basically it's like they have like a it's like a lottery system to get tickets to this thing. Uh, you can sign up with your, your Nintendo account, or uh, if you buy PAX tickets, you get a chance that help that helps you as well uh, get into this thing. But it's going to be taking place like I guess like a hall over from the PAX event, but they did also say there'll be new, there'll be like no new games revealed for this event. Oh, wow. Yeah. So maybe the, 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 that doesn't mean that nothing new, there won't be like a direct or anything, a new announced well, uh, true. now and then, but don't expect any big news coming uh, out of this, but like they will be at the Gamescom thing. So maybe they'll have something there. I don't know. Possibly. Um, yeah. More like you were just uh, stating maybe something right before that, right before this yeah. stuff. Yeah, because I think Gamescom is the week before this, so um, yeah, maybe I don't know, but maybe that's just kind of could be just more of the same. I don't know. I do think we'll have a direct though, um, maybe not during Summer Game Fest time, but I do think we'll have something. Or uh, at the very least, we'll like Jeff Grubb is like he doesn't have he's not rumoring this, but he's just talking about this. He he actually talked about this uh, in 2020 where he said that mm-hmm. there'll be no like they weren't gonna have a big direct in uh, like in June that year, which they didn't have. Um, right. Then said they're just gonna announce stuff like on Twitter, and like that's kind of what <laughs> they they didn't they like they're just like kind of like how like PlayStation does blog posts. They're like basically doing blog posts where they're just announcing stuff on like on YouTube and Twitter. Where, like they announced the, the Paper Mario game, they announced Pikmin Three Deluxe, they announced stuff like like 
just like small updates here and there throughout the year. So yeah, he's not saying this as a rumor. He's just saying like this is his prediction, which um, you know could be the case because like like we've been talking about, we don't really know what they're doing, and we know they won't be at Summer Game Fest. Uh, so yeah. Um, but anyways, next up here, Horizon, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, Zero Dawn, stuff like that. Uh, the, the franchise has sold 32.7 million units. Uh, Forbidden West mm-hmm. has sold over 8.4 million. Uh, and that's, that's pretty impressive for only, uh, two, like, full games. Um, and then there's, like, the, the Forbidden Call of the Mountain, which, which probably maybe sold a couple hundred thousand, because, you know, the PSVR 2 has not sold great. So, that means, uh, uh, Zero Dawn has sold over 20 million copies, so... Pretty impressive. Wow. That's where we 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 look at the, we always talk about those Nintendo sales figures, and I always talk about like we would do this for more companies if as if, if other companies were as open about their sales numbers as uh, Nintendo was. So it's pretty cool to see stuff like that. Like twenty million copies is a lot. We can, you know, um, you know, like the the Switch numbers like that's like steroids for for gaming sales. So, um, but kind of going back here in a, in a sort of way for uh, Nintendo Game Freak. As announced, they're making a AAA game. They're partnering with Private mm-hmm. Division, who is a, an offshoot of uh, Take Two Interactive. Um, they, it's kind of like the almost like an EA Originals type of thing, where they 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 help people like uh, help indie devs, smaller developers. Pub, uh, they publish their games for them. Uh, they've done stuff like All the All the World, uh, Hades, and a couple of their stuff, uh, a couple of their games. But uh, they're working with them to make a AAA samurai game. It's codenamed mm-hmm. Project Bloom. And it's scheduled to come out between April 2025 and March 2026. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. From what initially, from what I watched in terms of like a video that was announcing that, it's it's kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting they're going to go for like a four-way of like a samurai game. It's kind of like a Dark Souls-esque possibly type of a game too. Yeah, we got like one like little like concept art screenshot. It's just like a samurai in the woods like is it a, is it like a monster hunter game it could be a could it be ghost of Tsushima. could it be a map game could it, like there like there's so many things it could be but um i'm excited for that maybe they'll finally learn how to make a 3d game so um <laughs> this is how they get there um but yeah like hey good for them like you know like they've always talked about like uh that they always want to make stuff that's not pokemon and you know i'm happy for them because i can imagine we always hear about like developers like being forced to make fucking Call of Duty games over and over again, so yeah. um, I can't, you know, hey, good for them doing something different. But I'm curious how it's gonna work out because uh, they are an extremely small studio. There's only like 150 employees working there. So um, when you hear about like you know a lot of other studios having you know three, four, five, six times that amount, uh, that's pretty incredible for a company that pumps out games like they do. Um, but yeah, hopefully it works out for them. Um, some other stuff here. So uh, Capcom had a record financial year. Uh, they sold 41.7 million units the last fiscal year, uh, which was almost 10 million units more than the previous year, which is also mm-hmm. the previous record. They have set the record six straight years for uh, for uh, games sold, uh, and they are predicting they'll do it for a seventh straight year by selling 47, uh, 45 million units this com- this current year that we're in. Uh, they did say that Resident Evil 4 um, in only one week, because this is all of as of March 31st. That game came out on March 24th. Uh, sold 3.75 million units, uh, and Monster Hunter Rise sold 5.45 million. Um, they are w- killing it. Yeah, uh, that game was because that was a Switch game initially, uh, but and last fiscal year it came to PC, 
and then mm-hmm. also came to PS uh, PlayStation and Xbox as well. So yeah, um, that's good coming to Game Pass day one too. So pretty mm-hmm. impressive there. Yeah. So they did state that they expect Street Fighter Six and uh, Exo Frival will be a big reason why they hit that forty five million uh, mark. But I think they must have some other big stuff coming out. Uh, or they feel confident something some big stuff coming out because. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. This I don't know absolutely. how they're gonna get the forty-five million. Like, even though Street Fighter Six like sells extremely well, like their best-selling game of all time is, uh, I believe, Resident Evil Seven, and it's like set in the neighborhood of like seventeen million units sold. So, uh, even though Street Fighter Six sells anywhere near there, you're still talking, you know, in the mid-teens here. So, uh, that's a third of the way there, I guess. But still, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel I like. Wonder though. Yeah, I feel like they're going to have uh, – they must have something else up their sleeve that we don't know about yet uh, to get to that mark. Um, it's definitely pointing to that foray is because Capcom, with their financials for all their games for the past few years, you know, it's been banger after banger almost. They've been on point. They have learned from their mistakes during the whole, like, 2000s era and stuff, and now yeah. from, like, the 2010s. Like from the 2010s and the 2020s and stuff, they started gaining momentum, and now here we are within the 2020s, and they're piggybacking off the successes of games that sell like Resident Evil Village, Resident Evil 7 and stuff, like Monster Hunter World and stuff, Monster Hunter Rise. Not on top, and on top of that, you know, it's like Street Fighter 6 is going to be one of their biggest launches this year for games. Not to mention, it's like this is their first real Street Fighter game to where there are going through and issuing that whole like million dollar like pot and stuff like that yeah. for first place winner and stuff. So that's going to be even putting more eyes on this game releasing because people want to get in and try to get a piece of that pie. Yeah. Um, it's pretty incredible what the, like you talk about, like where they were, where they were coming out of like that 360 PS3 era mm-hmm. uh, and where they are now, just in the last decade. It's, it's incredible how they've turned it around. So like, when we doubt and we get worried about like you know Square Enix or Ubisoft or Activision, like we saw Ubisoft turn around in that that PS3 360 era, they really turned around in that early PS4 Xbox One era. And then right now we've seen the last you know five six years of them struggling. So it's not impossible for these companies to turn around. But uh, yeah, it's it's incredible. Like no one has maybe done a better job um, of you know getting their shit together. Maybe outside of, like obviously Nintendo going from Wii U to Switch. Uh, but they're probably they're definitely uh, just a tier below that as far as just where they were a decade ago to where they are now. No one's no one's done better than them. Um, next up here, some disappointing news for my number one overall draft pick in our fantasy Critic league. Silk Song Gables, Hollow Knight Silk Song. Also, your number your second overall pick last year mm-hmm. uh, was has been delayed. Uh, it was supposed to come out uh, in the first half of this year. It has now yes. been delayed. Uh, no, it was never had a date, but it was supposed to be the first half of this year. Um, <laughs> Gables, I'm worried now. I'm officially worried. Oh, I know, right? I know, right? And that's the thing about it. I mean, they have Team Cherry went out and officially delayed Silk Song, <sighs> meaning that what Microsoft did go through and promise for their last major, e- their last major like uh, press conference and stuff that they did have that had all that Game Pass. So that'll be releasing in the span of a year, and that was one of the game games that was cited upon there. You know, I mean, basically that game is on its own release schedule at this point. You know, it's it's not being tied down by anything, but they really meticulously want to make sure this game 
hits on all cylinders, you know? Yeah. It's like, but whether or not when this game's going to release, <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. I mean, we've been wanting to see what this game has been for like the past three years and it's still, it's usually delayed out and then yeah. a ways out and the ways out, you know, if it's, Oh, now there's people, the possibility where it could be early 2024. Yeah, people played this game at yes. PAX 2019. Yes, they did. <laughs> like, we, like I, you can never trust, like, whatever an indie developer gives a date, you always got to delay it two years. Uh, this this is, wow, incredible. I mean, uh, I'm not talking shit. Like, I'm not even, like, a Hollow Knight fan. Uh, but, I'm not even, like, I'm not complaining. Like, obviously, take your time, make sure the game's great, but, like, Man, I hope this game is is as good as everybody hopes. Uh, exactly. So if it's not, wow, it'd be like um, it'd be like, what was the uh, sports? The uh, was that golf story? Yeah. That early uh, Switch game that everybody loved, and like after years and years and years of delays, finally put that sports story out at the like mm-hmm. like this, the Christmas Eve last year, and the game came out and it was just awful. Um, I hope it's yeah, not pretty that. Pretty much killed it. Yeah. yeah, the game. Yeah, and then the like the the devs put a secret room in the game that the creator didn't know about about the way they're being treated. Uh, so oh, pretty pretty oh, awful. And, oh, that's yeah. awful. Yeah. Um, but next up here, Devolver Digital uh, did announce they're going to do an event in June. So I'm pretty excited for this. They always kill it. Uh, it's always super entertaining, and they usually have some pretty cool games coming out of it. So uh, mm. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, and then last but not least, Gables, well, maybe least, uh, Call of Duty 2023, Gables, we did learn through some rumors that they will, after all, they're, they're kind of like scrounging shit together, they were actually going to put out a game this year. Drumroll, please. It'll be called Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Of course. They cannot... They, they cannot even remotely try to hide their intentions with this stuff, which makes me kind of worry that, you know, they've spent this long just to go forth and announce that there is going to be a Call of Duty game. My worry is they're going to be shitting out a Call of Duty game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this year. Definitely sounds like it more so than any other year ever, so... um well, it's kind of interesting. That was actually sort of the thing, like with Modern Warfare Three back then. You know, when that released, that that was less than what people felt that game was lesser than what Modern Warfare Two was. Oh, yeah. When that three was released. not as nearly as good as one and two. Yeah, it was definitely a massive disappointment, especially coming off Black Ops Two. So yes, or Black Ops One, but Black Ops also, I should say, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, People love two, you know, overall. So maybe they'll, won't. This will be enough for them. Maybe they don't care. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious what this turns out to be. I am. Yes, probably I am the too. most interested I've been in a Call of Duty in a while, as far as like not from as like a buying circumstance, but like, wh- what is this game actually? Like how? Like what is it? What is it turning into? So I guess we'll have to wait and see. But uh, Gables, mm. I think that's gonna do it for us this week, guys. Um, All right. Yeah, but we'll be back next week. With uh, way more, I'm sure, time spent in Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Uh, mm-hmm. I expect both of us lost our jobs because we couldn't stop playing this game. That's my <laughs> prediction for this time next week. Uh, but if you guys like the show, please like, follow, subscribe. Um, 
there are links in the descriptions down below with uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, uh, Twitch, Twitter, uh, YouTube, all that. Please go to all our places. Like, follow, subscribe, hit that share button, tell your friends, send the links to them, um, all that. That really would uh, really help us out. We appreciate it if you did that for us. But I've been your host, Alex Tyler. I've been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, play Tears of the Kingdom. Seriously, you got to fucking play this game. <laughs> that was like Gable's Uncle Sam moment there. I want you! Or like, what is that? Um, Rocky 3? Uh, uh, I, I want you! And I want you! Yeah. Uh, anyways, love you guys. Bye. See ya. <laughs>